edit it down. We'll put it well, on. We can use some of it next time. No, it's kind of got an idea. We can just make it like uh, one of the extras thing. Yeah, we've done that before. We can have the episode, and then we can have this little extra snippet that people can listen back to. So you've got the yeah. episode this week, and you have the extra snippet, and then we can throw Still that on Still got to edit it down, but yeah, we can do that. But that makes his editing a lot <clears throat> less, like, splice the entire episode, put that in the middle. And then cut down everything and put that in the middle and then put all this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, no, I can do it. It just in. takes time. That's all. I know exactly what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Okay. Basically, what I'm telling you, you dumb cunt, is that I, I've this seen, saves him I've a lot seen of your editing. editing and fucking action. Fuck recently. I, I can Fuck do off. it just fine. It just takes time. That's all. Yeah. But it, it saves him time. Yes. It will save him time. That it does. Time, time that you're saving. Motherfucker shit, nigga cock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Are you recording? <laughs> oh, yes, I am. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck. Huh? Yeah, he if you can find him. I yeah, have he, he's not going to hear anything. I have earbuds if you My want. Name is Boss. <laughs> Damn it. And I sing racist shit. <laughs> is, did you hear that? Boggs, oh, dog. no, I heard it. Boggs, your, your dog's it. dead. We all heard it. I need you to keep talking. <laughs> what? What should I talk about? Just anything? Yeah, just I'm, anything. I'm starting to hear myself. That's great. That is, it's a good it? feeling when you can hear your... Check. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah you're going to do fucking what Kristen used to do. Fucking... Yeah. Cash, credit cards. Cash, check. credit cards. Check. Check. It's bitch. Whatever. Whoa. Whoa. COD. Come on, man. All right, shut the fuck up. Introducing the awardless winning podcast, it's the Intellectual Saviors, with your hosts, the Pedo, Rufi Colato, the Ginger Bear. I started going gay and then I had to stop myself. And the Pivot Man. You know there's something wrong when three white women run to a black man's arms and they're happy. They haven't won any awards, but they've won your hearts. Hi guys, welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. I'm going to take over since Eric is dying in the corner. I'm not dying, I'm better. I just still have a cough, so I apologize. Dude, that, that's like the whooping cough. At least he's back, right? Yeah. So our I mean, you audio, were like gone last last week. The fucking audio won't be yeah. doubled up this I'm time. I'm really pissed off that I missed that episode, too. Good show, by the way, guys. Good show. Besides hey, for the audio. Audio goes poop. I'm better next time, I promise. Poop. It's it's so funny because... But the interview, great. I think Lucian was fucking awesome. I had so many fucking questions for him. And while I was listening to it, I got so pissed off because I was like, fuck. I want to fucking ask him this. Fuck. <laughs> Nobody's asking him it. Fucking ask him. I'm a very hands-off interviewer, but here's yeah, the, I noticed. Here's the thing that's funny though. Like I notice, like if Boggs doesn't show up and me and Eric do the show, it's a very serious show. But if it's a me and Boggs show, what a fucking joke, man! Me and him are just fucking like <laughs> we're just fucking giggling and having a good old fucking. Oh, time. you guys were so giddy that I wasn't here. You're like, let's <laughs> fuck with Eric. <laughs> Uh, I probably the next chance he's the not next, around. Exactly. The next time we don't have Eric, we'll be we'll be. Uh, it, it's kind of like Michael with any new girl that he slept with. What? It's like the two minute thing. You know, he's really giddy and excited, so he just blows his two load. minutes. Yeah, well, give me some credit. I can go 
four or five. I like how you kept on going, and he's like, stop, stop. Exactly. Ooh, this is getting weird now. But that's the point. It's like <laughs> now that now that we've had our fill of what Eric Ericless shows are like, we'll be we'll be in tune next time, right, buddy? Yeah, man. We had it going on. I'll I'll never miss the show again. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I think everything was good up until the end of the show. That was a travesty. <laughs> it, did, it did drag a little bit there. No, I'm not talking about the actual show part. I'm talking about after the end of the show. After the end of oh, the show, that's oh, when shit went downhill. Splicing and audio. Oh my god. It, resam- and- it resampled. So, so I apologize for Boggs' fucking technical production work last <laughs> week. <laughs> it resampled. That's why you heard an echo. Hey, I mean, in the end, I guess you didn't lose the entire episode. Mm. No, I didn't lose anything. Are you talking about the? Lo- oh. Mm. <laughs> Yes. The no, irony I'm, to that is I did I'm, lose I'm his part for a while. I'm also pulling back the curtain, mentioning the uh, the name of the episode. What you titled it? The name. file? The almost lost episode? I saw it. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah, because I, I heard it, and then I went back into like, I can't remember what I was doing, but and I noticed that the uh, file name was the almost lost show, and I was like, Huh. There's got to be a story there. Like, I wonder what happened. You know whose part it was? It was Michael's. I couldn't find... Like, <laughs> oh, he told me. He told I me that find you were, his part. It you were trying to cut the interview in, and it, like, deleted, like, It his deleted whole his fucking, entire track, yeah. and I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, okay, it's got to be somewhere. <laughs> so I started, like, looking around my computer, and then here's the, the thing that really sucked is, and the reason why there's so much echo. So to find his part, it sampled differently than everything else that's in the track, yeah. and on top of that, I had to filter... Everything we done, all of the audio that day that we pulled up, oh, I everything, because it was unlabeled. Everybody, so I'm just like clicking knows. on every single track, and it's just like, fuck, where the fuck is Michael? <laughs> My theory was you weren't here, so then he was just trying to get rid of me. He's just like completely <laughs> trying to take over the fucking show for the himself. It's me. Show. I blame I blame Lucian personally. Why? You think you put a hex on it? I think <laughs> you did. That son of a bitch. <laughs> so I told it. Told him afterwards. Come That's on, like, dude. I doubt Tracks it. don't just resample themselves and disappear. Never. <laughs> Fuckers. I was going to say, for some reason, when you get your hands on no, them. I, I, I really hope that we get him back on the show because I have like a Well bi- read, man. That guy was really good. Billion questions for that guy. Well, we'll see what and happens. He, he seems like a very uh, knowledgeable person about our kind of stuff. So it, it's always good to wax intellectual with somebody that might have a little bit of a different perspective than I do. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. I mean, they'll end up probably fighting it in Oklahoma, so we'll see how far it goes. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to get him back on to, yeah. after it progresses. Thank you, by the way, Lucian, if you're listening. Appreciate it. Yes. Even though I didn't get to talk to you myself. Mm. My God. Anyway, this episode is going to be very long-winded, so I don't have a whole lot. What? What do you not, mean you don't have a whole not, lot? Not much at all. Oh, my God. I, I do, however, have a top ten list. Fire away. That everybody can participate in, including Michael. How about that? I I did some work. So, I have here, it's actually two top ten lists. I have the top ten richest states. He's going to DPS. And then I have the top ten poorest states. Okay. Now. I'll dominate on this. How they determined these was the median household income, unemployment, and the percentage below the poverty line. Okay. Okay. So, top 10 richest states. Michael, I'll give you the honors. Well, going. why not give our guest Oh, that's the true. Honors. My nephew Kyle is here back for another oh, episode yeah. of 
basically probably he's not our, saying much. He's going to yeah. be our pot expert <laughs> later in the show. Yeah. <laughs> we brought in a pot analyst. <laughs> he's, he's, he's always wasted. I don't know what the fuck this shit is, but go ahead. So top some 10. Good stuff, man. You want to you go richest states first, Eric, or poorest? Mm-hmm. All right. Richest state. Whoa. Kyle. Is this just going to be like a guessing game? Or yes. Fuck yeah. Uh, Texas. No. Not even top 10? Nope. Damn. Okay, let's see. So, give me the prerequisites oh, again. Jesus it was fucking median household income, okay. unemployment, percentage below poverty line. Florida. Nope. Son of a bitch. There's too many old people in Florida. Come on. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Number six. Mm. Okay. okay. All right, so we've got top five. Second round. New York. Not on the list. Wow. Dude, there's a lot of poor people in New York. You threw that shit away. Bugs. Okay, pressure's on. Let me think of a rich area. <laughs> Fucking Detroit. <laughs> not. <laughs> oh wait, that's not. Yeah, don't don't say Michigan. Um, I am gonna go with its neighbor. I'm gonna go with Minnesota. Min- number oh. nine. Yay! I'm on the board. There you go. I didn't beat number six though, Michael. So Michael, bring it home. See, I got a trend going here. Um, Rhode Island. Not on the list. Damn it. So you have Delaware, number 10. Minnesota, Virginia, New Hampshire. I thought about Massachusetts, Virginia. Hawaii. Yeah. Connecticut, Alaska. This one kind of took me by surprise. Alaska. Number two, New Jersey. Yeah. Wow. That's shocking. New Jersey. That and I've been to Dirty Jersey. I was going to say, their unemployment's higher than the rest of the nation. And rounding up number one, Maryland. Maryland. I'm going to see that. I can't. This one should be easier. (laughs) The top ten poorest? top ten poorest. (laughs) Michigan. That is a good guess, but not on the list. (laughs) Detroit's not everything. Um, Fuck, let me see. Poorest states now. Um, California. California, not on the list. Da- you know what? What am Come I thinking? On, That's the government. I'm not. I'm not thinking about the prerequisites anymore. You know where you got to go with this? Mississippi. Mississippi, number one. Wow! Oh, fuck. Man. Bam! Fuck this game. I haven't. I've had enough. <laughs> he just nailed number one. There's no winning anymore. No wonder Michael wants to do the list. He keeps on winning. Uh, Louisiana. Louisiana. That's got to be a top ten. Number seven. Okay. Let me see if I can't be numbered that. Uh, let's go with Georgia. Georgia. Not Fuck! on Fuck! Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. Montana. Oh, we just get to guess as many times Montana, as we want? Montana, no. Not on the You're the worst. So, I want to get one at least. Oh, number two, man. This is a tough one. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll let him just, even though he got number one. I would say Alabama, but I'm going to go a little bit unconventional, and I'll go with Kentucky. Kentucky. Number five. Fuck. Fuck you, Michael. No. No more guesses. No more guesses. You fucked that, dude. So you got Oklahoma, South Carolina, Louisiana, Tennessee, New Mexico, Kentucky, Alabama. Yeah. Should have gone there. West Virginia, Arkansas, and of course, Mississippi number one. Mm. Are those... Is there a single northern state in there? I didn't hear... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I guess no. technically West Virginia is there, There's north. something very distinct about all those red states yeah. that are in that <laughs> list. I was going to say, you could have just pretty much <laughs> yeah. focused on that southeastern <laughs> corridor and you would have done really well for yourself. <laughs> hmm. 
Something right. to consider. I guess their economic policy is not that good. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. They're taker states. All those red <laughs> states. Not even part of the richest states. Um, all right. So, well, Michael, what you got for us? I had some just because I saw this. I thought it was funny. A couple weeks ago, I don't know what the fuck we were talking about, but I brought up how sometimes, you know, late at night I'll watch those ridiculous shows on TV, like the Bigfoot thing stuff. And I saw that Doomsday Prepper one. And uh, I was telling you guys, the one that I saw had the dude that was like going through how to do a C-section to his pregnant fucking girlfriend yes. and all that stuff. Really crazy dude who was like stockpiling guns and everything saying that if shit went down, he wasn't going to be like, you know, protect myself. Like he was going to get his friends again. They're going to and just take other people's shit. Like he was a real dick. Well, this is really funny. I saw this yesterday. The guy's name was Tyler Smith. And um, unfortunately, he lives in Western Washington. And yeah, the cops sort of saw that show. And uh, Mr. Smith has um, a felony conviction. Ooh. And he's a registered sex offender. Well, Ooh. I should say he's an unregistered sex offender. And he's supposed to be. <coughs> so uh, the county sheriff's department there, after seeing the episode, have uh, arrested him. And they are, they said, it's pretty funny. Like, uh, you know, of course he's going to be going away for a little while now. And, yeah. uh, his, uh, conviction, you'll like this Boggs cause you're into this kind of thing. His, uh, sex conviction was for touching a 14 year old inappropriately. And then his, uh, he had a first degree theft on this charge. So I just thought it was pretty funny. That's the one show I saw. And then he got busted for being on it for that. <laughs> oh, it's fucking great. So just a little, just a little follow-up. Ratting himself out by a doing a TV up. show. And I saw this. And Eric, you'll appreciate this one. Um, in Texas here, we love, the, we love the Lord. And we love putting the Lord into our schools. Pfft, no shit. Which, uh, if it's a yeah. private school, it's not a problem. But when it's a publicly funded charter school, um, that can be an issue. Yeah. So, a bunch of schools run by the Responsive Education Solutions have been teaching... Um, our kids, they have over 17,000 students in their schools. They've received over $82 million in public funding. And, um, for instance, this is some of the stuff that they have. They have in their uh, knowledge units that they teach, and their science one, for instance, they question the validity and conclusions uh, concerning the age of the earth. Uh, their workbook has, you know, things that are against, of course, creationism arguments and the evolutionary theory which include uh, that there's no experimental data to back up any of these theories. Uh, they say that transitional fo fossils, uh, which should exist, don't, and the theory can be directly linked to the rise of eugenics in Nazi Germany. So, wow. Yeah, pretty nice. So that's some of the science. In, huh. their, in their unit history that they teach, in their little knowledge unit, I love how they call them knowledge units, they claim that the First World War was a result of the abandoning of religious standards of conduct that begin with the Enlightenment and the New Deal, which ushered in a new era of dependency on federal government, and feminism created a class of women that lacked male financial support and who had to turn to the state as a surrogate husband. You like that? Well, I don't have a response to that. I really don't. That's where taxpayer dollars, 82 million of our taxpayer dollars have gone. To teach uh, those students those fine things. Yay, Texas. That's ridiculous. You like that, Eric? And sexist. 
Well, just a There's little. There's way more than sexism going on in that. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, I think they pretty much hit on about everything you can hit on. They took, dude, they and took. And they, they said that evolution was just a byproduct of eugenics in Germany. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Charles Darwin and all his no, research no, fuck that. and science. So and... we've successfully tried to maim science's reputation as a field of study. Sexism against women. Yeah. Theft from taxpayers. Yeah, hmm. li- liberalism's caused women to just bust out a bunch of kids and stay home and live off of welfare. That's oh, what they're God. saying. Even though there's actually more women in the workforce and they make less money, which is part of their problem because of earnings gap, gender discrimination. But yeah, <coughs> so I thought that was interesting. And, people uh, are stupid. Um, and they try and teach other people stupid things. Well, I mean, that's the same thing here. I mean, that's those are those charter schools. Like I said, they're getting public funding. But then, you know, we had the thing here, what, last year or the year before where they're trying to change the textbooks and add yeah. a bunch of that shit in. So it's it's a thing. I mean, it's not just Texas. It's a lot of these red states. Oh, yeah. And, and not only that, but when they try to do something different that's more uh, critical thinking and challenging kids to kind of think outside the box, it's uh, always deemed as something inappropriate or something that they don't want their kids doing. Um, I know, I can't remember what the program was called, but it was some program that was kind of sweeping around Texas for a little bit. And um, th- the classroom was just taught a lot differently in this program. Um, for example, like the kids just weren't taught about communism. Uh, one of the assignments is to make a, like make your own communist nation and make a flag. That That's the assignment. So parents found this out and freaked the fuck out. Why the fuck is my kid drawing a commie flag? What the hell? The whole point of the exercise is to figure out, okay, so what's a communist society like? What kind of flag would they want to represent themselves as a communist society? So they have to go through, like, what they do. Like, what's their production value going to be? Um, obviously money's not that big of a deal, you know, so they have to like actually think about what the community is going to be like in order to make their flag. Right. That's the whole point is to try and make them think about the way that it, it would work in order to make their flag. But no, instead these fucking stupid parents go out there and be like, they're turning my son into a commie. No <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> Gonna go down there and raise some hell. Why are they always Southern people with that accent? <laughs> it's just automatic. I was going to say, it's not totally stereotypical. It's pretty much right <laughs> on, actually. Well, you know, and not only the liberals doing that, I mean, they're feminizing everybody, and um, but they're also trying to turn everybody gay, which is a big problem. Yep, and yep. I don't know if you guys saw this. I sent this to our buddies at the Digital Frustrations podcast, but there's a new video game that's Shout coming out. out. Yeah. Shout out to the boys. A uh, new video game. And I told them I want a review on this as soon as it comes out. So we'll be looking for that. Um, gay-themed video game. It's called Ultimate Gay Fighter. I saw this. <laughs> Did you see how I put it I on saw there? this. Okay, so this is... Uh, it's created by a guy named Michael Patrick, who is, is a gay man. Uh, game, it says, has potential for a very you know heavy-handed uh, kind of way to act as a parable of fighting against discrimination. But unfortunately, they say the characters in the storyline kind of... Uh, they per- per- perpetuate, you know, stereotype stuff. So I'm going to just read a little bit of what the game is. And you guys tell me if you think these actually uh, are stereotypical things. Um, for instance, when you're punched, your characters bleed rainbows and uh, <laughs> unicorns. And a victory message appears that reads, you win, congrats, slut. 
Uh, The game stars characters like (laughs) no-nonsense lesbian Sappho Etheridge, who has short hair and and uses a fighting style called scissoring. (laughs) Okay. The only bisexual character is an alcoholic who enjoys lezzing out. Okay. (laughs) What the fuck that means? Uh, The only Asian character is called the Asian Twink. And the only oh. black character is a rapper named Shoddy Killa, who wears a noose-like necklace. Wow. Wow, that's... Wow. That's worse than me. Womp. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. You want to pull up some clips real quick? No. <laughs> um, so Patrick... God damn, I hate my role on this podcast now. <laughs> Pat- Let's Patrick- take everything racist he's ever said out of context. Yeah, I was going to say, don't take any of the shit I just said and use it on there. Um, Patrick claims that his uh, product is not hateful, yet it contains pervasive stereotypes without much depth or humane characterization. This is kind of funny. They asked him about, why don't you have, you know, it just focuses on like American gays and stuff, just like gay women, gay men. You know, why don't you have transgender people or something like that? And he said the reason they didn't have transgender characters is because he couldn't think of anything creative and he wanted to be funny. (laughs) Couldn't think of anything. It's like, yeah, I think he pretty much shot his wad on, you know, like bleeding rainbows and unicorns and (laughs) shit like that. So that is a fantastic game. So look for this in the store soon. Ultimate Gay Fighter. I know I'm going to have it. I'm be playing the shit out of that. I bet you would. I'm going to be playing with my joystick with that all night long. What do you think, Bugs? <laughs> Bugs, look at me when I'm talking to you. I'm really Bugs. trying to make a bareback pun here, but I can't, look at me, I can't come up with anything look clever. I'm not looking at you right now. What a fucking dick. Okay, before we get into the serious shit. Oh, I got one more thing oh, that oh, you guys sorry, might like. Sorry. This is this is about phrase, uh, 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 fraud, waste, and abuse. I think this is important for our conservative listeners out there. <laughs> All one of you. Um, Dude, there's no yeah, one do we have listening to this damn show. Yeah, of course. Uh, new report was released by the Department of Health and Human Services that reveals that Medicare spent over $175 million on vacuum erection systems, which are also known as penis, penis pumps. pumps. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the report found that Medicare pays uh, approximately $360 for a penis pump now when uh, retail customers can buy them for $164. Damn. So they spend $175 million from 2006 to 2011 <laughs> on penis pumps. They're getting fucked. But yet... Th- well... But yet they're trying to make sure... getting fucked. But they're trying to make sure that women can't get contraception in the new healthcare law. <laughs> but they're... Yeah. Penis pumps, no problem hey, at all. By the way, this is something Bloated that I've heard. Fucking I've heard. I've heard this from like penis pumps. You know, a lot of people on the left and like high, actually, a high school teacher told me this one. But he was like, you know, if men were the ones who were conceiving and giving birth, they would be passing birth control out in the schools. And I'm telling, I'm saying like they would be passing it on the halls. Like it'd be yeah. that it'd be that easily accessible, which should tell you that. Oh, it's not really a healthcare. It's not a healthcare issue as much as. It is, putting women down sexism is still very very pervasive i mean they've they've done a lot of studies where they've asked uh men in powerful positions like ceos or you know managers of giant firms or whatever and asked them if they've ever been called bossy and handedly most of them say no uh but then they ask women that are in those positions a hundred percent yeah, uh, I've been called bossy. The one hundred percent. Yeah, the way that it's conceived like that too is like if the if someone if your boss sexist. is an asshole, if your boss is an asshole and he's male, what do we say about him, dude? He gets things done. Like at least he gets things done. It's all about business, right? If a woman does that, fucking bitch. 
She must she's be on the rack. Fucking bitch. Yeah. I don't say that about my boss. She's a female and I love her. I think she's great. So fucking bitch. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely have to. See, some actually I'm gonna need you. I love my boss. My boss is amazing. <laughs> oh, I've seen your boss. I love her too. Ooh. She is amazing. Okay, anyway. So I had uh well we had If she ever listens to the show I'm fired, you know that, right? Because I said she's amazing. That's we had crazy shit. We had somebody That's wacky that sent us a direct message on Facebook. Um, and I was the only person that responded. Yes. Um, I know I, that I really even though Boggs is a uh, admin, he doesn't. I don't even well, that's because how to go I do it from time to time. Yeah, I actually can't admin on that. Well, okay. me and Boggs are busy doing the show last week. We didn't have time for that kind of nonsense. So, oh, speaking this of, this was like beer me, a sir. few weeks ago, actually. Don't worry about all that. But anyway, that. Uh, don't worry about facts. Gentleman by the name of Reed, he asked uh, if we could put together like a top 10 of either books sir. or movies. Oh, sure. Um, movies we can do in another episode. So I had top 10 books for him. Um, and you guys can, I doubt you guys have. Can read we at least define the category of books? Because if you're going to like nonfiction, there's a lot of essays I would include in that. If you're doing strictly fiction, then. Um, I mean, mine, if you, if you cannot tell by the titles, uh, they're very kind of linear. <laughs> so, and this is in no discernible order. You can just mix match. It's fine. Okay. Um, the first book that I have is one that I let you borrow and you never read. That's not true. Nietzsche Against the Crucified. Oh, never mind. By Alistair <laughs> <Never> Key. <mind>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which goes over Nietzsche, who is a, a great uh, intellectual and philosopher. And uh, he was completely against religion. And it goes against, uh, or it goes over his whole battle with uh, the religious uh, people and how they just kind of tried to ramrod him and do everything possible that they could. But we were kind of past that point to where we burned people at stakes. Otherwise, he probably would have been. Uh, next is 50 Years of Descent, which is a collection. It's not written by just one author. Uh, it's actually just edited by two people. Uh, but it's a collection of essays from a group called Descent that was founded in 1954. Um, and they went over political ideas and their frustration of the drift of the right of the country and the dogma that they saw on the left. Um, so it's a little anti-religious, anti-political uh, it's just a whole bunch of essays that go from 1954 all the way to, I believe, 2006. Uh, but it's a very, very good book. Um, this one is uh, the l- less popular of his books, uh, the most popular being The God Delusion. But I prefer this one. It's called The Ancestor's Tale by Richard Dawkins. Hmm. Fantastic book about evolution. If you want to learn a lot about evolution, read this book. He, the way it's worded and how he presents it, it's not just like so mathematical and precise. It's easy for anybody to read. Well, I suggest if you want to learn more about evolution, you read the knowledge unit from the Texas Public <laughs> Charter School. I know. <laughs> um, this next book, I think you I go, let Michael, you Michael go, borrow your guns. it. I don't know if he ever read it or not. God, the failed hypothesis. I read about half of it, and then I have to find it and read the rest. Another fantastic book. Actually, probably we'll have to pick up some books here soon. Um, Start picking up. I'm going to do like a book a week. Next, I have A Universe from Nothing by Lawrence Cross. Very good book. Um, This might be my number one. Uh, The Demon Haunted World, Science as a Candle in the Dark by Carl Sagan. Mm-hmm 
freaking fantastic. Such a, a too. such a good book. I mean, yeah, it's old. Some of the ideas are outdated. Some of the stuff has been kind of overturned and or progressed into something different. But still, just an awesome, awesome book. Uh, obviously, it's Carl Sagan, so it's very pro-science. And he's not so big on religion, but he doesn't really like smash the shit out of it like uh, Richard Dawkins does or uh, Hitchens would. Um, he's more gentle about it. Um, and he's kind of more like understanding about how he gets it. You know, people are that way because that's just how they were raised. Um, next have the shock doctrine by, uh, Nomi Klein, uh, which goes over how corporations use huge disasters, uh, natural or not natural. And they spin it to their advantage to try and make money and make a profit. I love her. Like Hurricane Katrina and stuff like that. Fantastic book. It definitely makes you think very differently about how companies approach situations like that. Can you keep promising this? Because I actually might have some input on this. They they come into the idea that, hey, we're caring. We're here to help. Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. When actually their complete and total attention is on profits and trying to make as much money as possible off of the situation and pretty much the plight of other people like, Oh, you're suffering here. Let it, let us help. Let us help. And they do whatever they possibly can to make as much profit as possible. If not through the people, through the government. Yeah. She's fantastic. I saw a documentary where she, it was basically about kind of that book where it's, yeah. she's narrating it. She's great. Let's get her on the show. Boggs, make that happen. Okay. Very, very I good. Do that. Um, do they mention Bastiat's broken window theory? Um, I don't think so. Okay. <coughs> I think we've talked about that on the show before. Died. Yes. But that's... Uh, Next have uh, The okay. Birth of Satan. I guess I'm done. <laughs> the Birth of Satan by T.J. Ray and Gregory Mobley. And they go over pretty much how Satan went from a no-name character almost in the Bible. Like, he's hardly ever mentioned to being like the most vilified evil thing that we could possibly think of uh, and how it just perpetuated through the churches and how preachers realized when they talked about the fire and brimstone and hell and Satan that they wound up getting more flock and they got bigger tiding because of it. Very good book. Um, this one, it's just because I nerd out on kind of mythology in general and just the ideas that people have. <clears throat> Uh, the Norse Myths by Kevin Crossley Holland. It goes over Norse mythology, which I absolutely love. Norse mythology is, it's very, it's different. It kind of sounds very Greek-esque because they're gods and they all had their own different roles. It's completely different. Completely different from the Greeks. The Greeks were kind of, you know, the gods played their little games, but it wasn't very... Uh, interwoven with humanity. You know what I mean? Like the games that they played with each other. Because uh, you know they would come down and fuck the mortals, Boggs, is what he's getting at. Norse mythology, however, no. is very interwoven with humanity. And uh, just I think that's where some you can of the, say that. Some of the stories are very uh, just eloquent. I, I, I love Norse mythology. I don't know if you guys know much about it. but No. Good book if you want to read it. And of course, the best book ever is this the Bible, two? which absolutely turns everybody atheist if you read Greatest it word for word. Told. 
the Bible. Read it. You will become an atheist. Oh, there wow. You, you weren't even joking, were you? Yeah. I knew it was going, man. Ron, tee it. If we'll you ask, actually read it, it'll make you an atheist. You ask uh, our author that's going to be on with us next week, I bet you he'll say the same thing. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That's what it did for me. Actually, kind of. That's kind of what happened to me too. I started reading the Bible and was like, "Hmm." I never. Yeah, I, I, like when I was a Christian, I didn't really read it that much, and then I started actually reading. It and I'm like, "What?" It actually said, "What?" <laughs> that's but, what it but, says. Uh, but I thought my God was love. Uh? Yeah. Oh, well, you were reading Old Testament. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Rocked my fucking world, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it did? It rocked your world. <laughs> The Second Amendment. A bad name. Yay for the theme. Every time you hear this, doesn't it just get you pumped up? <laughs> it kind of does, actually. <laughs> Fucking, it gives me a boner every time. <laughs> so, today I'm going to give you guys some advice. Oh. If you have a gun, you might want to take it out of your fucking pocket <coughs> before you, uh, you know, take your pants off, toss them around. Uh, Deputy David Caldwell in Carter County, Tennessee, was called to a man named William Rude's home um, where he found a bloody mess because old William had taken his pants off with his fully loaded 25 caliber Beretta pistol in the front pocket, tossed it up on his dresser where it went off, where the the bullet then struck him in the nose and the chin and uh, lodged into his neck. So he had to be rushed to a hospital, which, see, this is why we do this segment, because it's, I'm trying to give information so people don't make these mistakes these other people do. <laughs> That's, dude, this is, this is PSA, like yeah, straight up. That's what it is. So it's a fucking public service announcement. Don't fucking just toss your goddamn pants around with the gun. <laughs> Take See, the gun out of your pants when we, when we did our gun episode, I remember specifically saying, we should definitely mandate education courses, and that should be like rule number two. You think. Well, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Rule number two, don't leave your gun in your fucking pants when you take your pants off. <sighs> what are we doing first, kids? We got lots of good stuff. Well, I, I thought it was poignant because you... Uh, <laughs> dude, you uh, got to check out this oh my meme. God. Because it's you did Batman. the... I'll kill you. Gun. Batman's kicking a dude in the crotch and it says, don't fuck with Batman because he'll make you shoot your dick off and the guy's trigger pulled in. <laughs> you see it? Yeah. I, you see I, it? I, let's see it. You see it? The, but the guests that are, or the people listening to the show, don't dude, see we it. can totally find this and fucking attach it to the bottom. Oh, okay. God or it. even better, we'll do what Mike and I did last week, and we will fucking post this shit as a little icon picture for the show. No, we won't. No, no. we fucking won't. Not gonna happen. Yeah, it's probably a better thing to post. Shut the fuck up. What like are we a doing? Big old thing here? Well, I mean, I guess uh, point it to the uh, the gun dude that shot his nose. <clears throat> Chin and neck off. <laughs> Fucking pants tosser. Talk about the uh, school shooting that happened just recently. In New Mexico. Talk about fucking all the 50 shootings that happened. You know, it's funny. Nice, uh, after Newtown, it's like desensitizing how many there are. I don't even think it's big news anymore. 12-year-old boy went into his classroom with a 20-gauge shotgun. Mm. Fucking just started unloading shells. Luckily, there was a teacher there that had the balls to Go approach the kid. Tackle a 12-year-old. Did he actually tackle him? I don't, I don't know. know. I, this is I don't it. think he tackled this him. My, I think he. My point about the thing is like when he Newtown talked him happened, out of it, it like and talked thing. him into giving him the the gun. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. The teacher actually had the gall to to do it, and he he did stop the situation. But see, that would have made news. You'd think because it's like it did. Dude. It did. Damn, that's like straight. I know, but I'm saying like, remember mm. how Newtown was like plastered over CNN and Fox and all that shit. Well, that was, and then a it was like different a story. Fucking... Nobody died in this one, right? They just had two kids. Yeah, there has to be someone that dies for it to be a national issue. Sure. Um, no, nobody died. There were a couple that were sent to uh, intensive care units. Yeah. One of them was uh, helicoptered over to, I think, Midland. Wow. Um, because I guess they didn't have uh, the hospitals that were uh, able to take care of her properly. I believe it was a girl. Um, but yeah, it, it according to the police, the victims were random. He just went in and just started shooting. Um and as far as I know, they still don't have a motive as to why. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> really? Another another school shooting? And I mean, we haven't done anything with gun control? I not, saw, not a damn thing. We I, talked about it like crazy last year and how we're going to tighten and we're going to do all this. And we still haven't done shit. Well, I saw, Meanwhile, we still have kids walking into classrooms. I posted this on our Facebook. I pulled this off of the uh, mom's... Uh, like for gun sense um, organization. I'd like to talk to them. Um, and they posted the thing saying, showing that since Sandy Hook, which we're just talking like a year and a month. Yeah. Right. There's not been, long at all. This is, this is now 31, right? Thir- thir- well, this with this one, 30 school shootings and just a little over a year. So you're talking every other week, you've got one of these going on. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's like, um, I don't know if you guys heard, but, just a couple of days ago, there was a couple of women that got shot in a grocery store in Indiana. I don't know if you guys heard about this guy went into the grocery store and just pulled out the fucking gun. Did not hear about shot that. a couple of women. And then of course they had the movie theater. Yeah. In Florida incident. It was funny. I heard someone talking about, it. they're like, you know, it's funny. All these people buy guns so they could protect themselves in their homes, but it's getting to the point where it's like, who the fuck wants to even leave their house? You can't go to a fucking movie. You can't go to the grocery store. Your kids can't go to school. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you got a better chance. It's like your chances of getting shot in your own fucking home. Well, are hopefully minute. Florida has their shit together and they actually convict <laughs> okay. this fucking old crazy bastard. He'll probably get some did kind you, of review. Did you hear about sentence. this? In Florida? Yeah. Yeah. I think actually uh, you posted something on Facebook and I read the article. Yeah. yeah it's the guy he, that had popcorn thrown at him yeah. and he shot the guy for it. Yeah. Uh, shot shot a guy for throwing popcorn. Yeah, I made the Dude, joke. Old people are honestly like seriously the worst fucking people to own weapons. Well, he was the next cop too. I know, which it doesn't matter. To me, well, to me that makes it worse. You know what I mean? That because oh, ex- he's the next blue guy. Yeah, and, yeah. Which you is, know the difference between real violence. And, yeah, right. And just like somebody just throwing popcorn. Well, off. Yeah. I mean, have I told you guys about the constable story that I've heard? No, please. Because those are those are elected officials, and this guy. Like, pulled someone over for speeding, and the guy argued with him over a speeding ticket, and his response was to shoot him, and he killed the guy. Oh, like, I mean... That's and, an elected official. And just here in uh, Dallas, we had that one chick that uh, their, the car was reported, reported stolen, and she pulled him over. Uh, I think the driver bolted, and she ran up to the car, and just she just started fire. fucking opening up fire and killed some kid. Yeah, sitting Ouch. in the passenger side. And, like, witnesses were like, there was literally no reason she should even had her gun out, period. Uh-huh. No reason whatsoever. And she doesn't even, like, she doesn't even really give a good explanation. Not at could. all. And not only that, but after the fact, after she fucking killed the kid, she apologized to him. <laughs> after he's dead. sitting there fucking dying, and she apologized to him. Sorry. According to eyewitnesses. She shot the shit out of him and was like, I'm sorry. 
Oops. What what the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Will you forgive me? You might die. Yeah, I'm stabbing he you 50 die. times. I'm sorry. Well, that's the problem with guns is you don't, you know, it's not quite as personal. That's what I'm saying. It's such a, a quick decision. And that's why people shouldn't be allowed to just walk around with them. It's, it's too quick. It's way too fast. Well, and then your Me- New Mexico story with that kid. He was 12. Why the fuck is he grabbing a gun? Like, why, why isn't it locked up? Yeah, that's another Responsible thing parent? Yeah. That's a problem. Most of these gun owners are completely irresponsible. <laughs> they don't have Well, no, because gun it's locks. not protection if they have to run to one end of their place, unlock it, and then run to the other end of their place just to get the shells. <laughs> yeah. It's too long. They have to have it cocked and loaded. That's how they protect their home from all these invaders coming in yeah, and grabbing so. them. It's a good point. All these dangerous people. Well, we're talking about. How do you just walk into the school you, with a twenty gauge? Well, you know what would have stopped that if all the other kids had guns too? Then that oh, yeah. incident never would have happened. Unfortunately, I've been working a lot the past couple of days, so I haven't been able to catch up on exactly like what the details are. I still don't know if the details are out. I haven't seen really uh, anything. I mean, I read the story initially. They but, have charges, but that's about it. Actually, I, the other thing that do you remember Kristen bringing up that point about how uh, New England schools have like after nine fifteen, I think, in the morning, if you're getting into the school, you have have to go through the front office and you have to go through literally like the little hallway space where it's just the two doors so like you have the outside doors yeah. and then you have the inside doors and there's a receptionist that lets you into the school so the only way that you could possibly get into the school is if they allow it well, a lot of schools are like that now yeah, yeah that's how this, well I mean, yeah the elementaries and they stuff have right? to be like with, that. i was gonna say they had to change it with all these fucking school shootings yeah well i mean the i think the the problem is is you can still access like side doors so if you can cut that out and they have to walk through the office. The only thing that... Uh, no, these schools now, they lock all the doors. Like my son's school, they lock all the doors. And they should. After, I mean, even in the morning time, as soon as that bell rings, first bell, they lock all the doors, and then you can only enter through the front door where yeah. the office is. You know, And they have well, like, like cameras up out there. You ring in. They'll see you in the camera. You explain <laughs> why you're there. Yeah. And then they let you in, and then you have to go through the office. So when I was, dude, when I was. They don't have a choice I anymore. Feel like, I feel like I was in high school in the 90s because when I, I graduated in 06. So, like, when I was in high school, my campus was open. Like, and literally, I mean that, like, the campus was all separate buildings. Oh, yeah. So, like, it felt like a college campus for the most part. And the mm-hmm. security guards were hilarious, dude. They did not give a fuck why you were there dude we didn't have security we had a dude that would just like talk your ear off at the gate like that's his security he would just be like hey we're like hey we're gonna go eat lunch and he's <laughs> like you know that you can't leave the campus to eat lunch and we're like oh well we already like we already like are meeting our parents at the place he's like well i guess it's okay <laughs> just Sure, man. See ya. <laughs> Great security guard. Yeah, and then we yeah, would come back on campus. I don't know and, about you, because you're so much younger. And same thing with you, Kyle. Um, like when I was in school, though, like the only time we'd have drills or something was like tornado drills, because we're in Texas, of yeah. course. Now it's like they have fire the, drills. Yeah, fire drills or tornado drills. That was it. You know, or even with me. Now you guys probably don't remember this so much, because I mean, I was born '74, so I was in like elementary in the '80s. We'd have like the nuclear drills too, where no, we'd have to like that. go duck down and put your head between your legs and all. It's crazy shit. Same thing as a tornado drill, pretty much. Nowadays, like the big thing they just have, ducking down and putting your head between your legs is gonna help you in dude, a nuke. You know how it is. They just tell you shit because you're kids. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm fucking doing actually, that, lead in those that is desks. that is a funny ass policy though, because they're like, well, we gotta do something. Yeah. Like, no, you don't. You're fucking dead, dude. Yeah. You are fucking That's, dead if the nuke drops on your school. But um, you're fucking dead. 
But nowadays, like the big one is they have to go through these drills in case a gunman gets in the school where the teachers will lock the fucking classroom doors and they have all the kids like get to one side of the room and they got to duck down and be quiet. I mean, they go through all the shit. Like I asked my kid about it and because they've done it. It's, isn't that fucked up? It's like we never had to worry about shit like that. Like we had to worry about fucking tornadoes, you know. They yeah. got to worry about gunmen getting in. Yeah, the, the biggest thing that now. I had to worry about was, uh, is it going to be uh, fucking pizza day or is <laughs> it going to be sloppy joes? You know, actually, it's really sad. <laughs> I want to find the stats on this, but how many tornadoes have ripped apart a school in the last year and a half? I would say Besides, it's enough to warrant them doing the drills, if that's what you're Yeah, implying. especially if you're in, like, Tornado Alley. Well, well I think people in, uh, in Oklahoma. Yeah, I was going to say, ask the people year. more Oklahoma. Yeah. So, but that's, like, how many schools? Maybe, like, one or two? That took out two, and, I think. Okay, so well, that's... Elementary houses. and high school. That's two incidences? Well, that's just can one. We, can, I mean, we, can we go ahead and say that, that that's not 30? Yeah, but, I mean, it doesn't cost well, any money for him. Like you're saying, he's still doing that. The fact that I think more or less what the problem is is that we're not answering the question yet. Oh, no, no. No, we're not. Well, honestly... Like, they're doing drills at the school. They're doing all that stuff. But that's just preventative. That doesn't necessarily dude, mean you know it's going to really stop anything. Is? Honestly, that's what's them going saying, to stop things, look at what we're doing. We're doing something about it. What's going that's to stop things is if po- we stop meeting. letting people have guns and carry them openly. Period. Well, my thing on it is just the fact that you're doing that and kids are like, they have to prep in their mind for a gunman to come into their school. You're talking about seven, six, eight-year-old kids having to think, like, if someone comes to my school and starts shooting people, this is what I have to do. I think it just, it's just the psychological aspect of that to me is, you know, that's what's crazy. You know, it's not like, oh, there's a fucking tornado. Let's go get in the hallway by our lockers and put our fucking heads between our legs. It's like, no, there's a motherfucker running loose in here, capping asses. You know what I mean? It's it's a completely different mindset. Well, yeah, like, I, okay, so part of the reason why I'm saying that school districts do that, specifically to say that they have a policy, is because that's the first they thing have out of to. parents. Yeah, yeah, that's the they first thing out of a parent's mouth now is like, well, what's your policy if a gunman comes in? Is my kid safe at your school? And the answer is no, he's not. No. Definitely it doesn't not. matter if you lock the door. If they have a big enough gun, they're taking the door down and they're killing someone. Well, that's the bottom line. There's nothing you can fucking prep with that. And frankly, like, their their plan now of, like, well, let's give a teacher a gun because they're obviously going to be responsible. It's like, dude, you're asking for a kid to pull that shit out. You're asking for a kid to go through their desk and get it. Well. And then even past that, I don't know about you guys, but have you seen some of the gunmen lately? They're fucking Kevlar'd. Like, they're just Kevlar'd from head to toe. Like, what the fuck is a handgun going to do that? Well, you're those, dead. Those are the ones that are planning shit. I mean, but your random ones, like these Florida ones where... Someone gets pissed because someone's doing something they don't like, and then they sure. confront them, and then they throw popcorn at Like I said on that thing, I put that post as trying to make a joke. I'm like, Florida's like the only state where fucking popcorn or Skittles can be, you know, deemed deadly a weapon. deadly weapon, you know? <laughs> you have to fucking defend yourself against them. It's, it's like any little thing gives them an excuse, and it's that stand-your-ground law is the worst. Concealed handguns and the stand-your-ground law to combine... Or just wreak fucking havoc. I mean... By the way, on the whole stand your ground law thing, I remember, uh, I think I've actually had a highlight reel over this before because I was like, shoot to kill, so they can't talk about it later. <laughs> I'm, I shit good you point, not. point, though. I shit you not. That's exactly what they teach. That's what they're fucking taught. Oh, I believe it. Dude, like we've yeah, had... I've had coworkers before the, say, the yeah, worst... that's what my policy is, is I shoot to kill so they can't testify against me later. Exactly. That's the last thing you want bullshit. is a lawyer coming at you with somebody who can testify against you yeah instead you'd rather have a lawyer coming at you with nothing yeah besides your word saying i was defending myself mm-hmm. against popcorn sure yeah like i can't <laughs> say anything about it 
<laughs> it was, the butter got my eye. Help. Oh my god, the butter! <laughs> my but I'm allergic starting. to butter. It could have killed me. I don't even like popcorn. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was pop secret. Aww. I'm an horrible Redenbacher guy. <laughs> Bastards. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, I'm pretty sure we'll get into gun control again in like 5,000 episodes. <sighs> Can't help it, man. It, <laughs> it keeps happening. It pops up all yeah. the time, dude. It's just, it's a nonstop thing. I, I just don't understand why we still can't do anything about it. I think it's poetic Fuck that we, we put out our gun Fuck control these, episode. Fuck these fear-mongering assholes. You don't need that fucking protection. You don't need Dude, it. Dude, honestly, if somebody has the drop on you, it doesn't fucking matter if you have a gun well, that's, or not. That's what I was trying to argue with somebody at work uh, actually today because they were talking about how we should have guns. And I'm like, you're full of shit and you're stupid. Uh, and they're like, well, what if somebody comes into your house with a gun? I was like, so you think that by grabbing your gun, it's somehow going to make the situation better? I mean, the statistics in, prove it doesn't. In what <laughs> world does that make it better? All you're doing is escalating it to the point to where he has to kill you now. Yep. He no. has no option. Well, like I said, it's getting like, to the... And you can look at the statistical data from social workers and anybody. People that come into your house armed are not there to kill you. They're there to scare you and take your shit. That's it. Most of the time, yeah. They, they don't do it. And then they don't do that. And if conveniently loaded and ready to go, it makes it their job easier. You know yeah, what would and, be and, even more awkward is if you came home and they were already there and they took your guns? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's happened. I'm, I'm sure, sure it has, too. Like I found it by, by the front awkward. door, and it was loaded. Right? Yeah. All right, so the next big uh, thing that was in the news, I guess, was the uh, chemical spill in West Virginia. Yes. Um, Boggs, do you know anything about this? No, but I can see why they're the, one of the poorer <laughs> states now. <laughs> so there was a chemical that was found uh, it was probably like last week uh, to, to be contaminating the drinking water of hundreds of thousands of West Virginians. Um, and this chemical is used to clean coal. Mm. Um, now the curious thing about it, this chemical being called four methyl cyclohexan methanol, just call it MCHM. That's the abbreviation. No, I'd rather call it four methyl cyclohexan (laughs) methanol. Okay. So So four cyclohexan methanol. Cyclohexan methanol. Hold on. Say that again. Four (laughs) cyclohexan. Four methyl. He's getting a kick out of this. I don't know why it's making me laugh. Four, <laughs> four methyl, four methyl cyclohexan methanol. So four methyl cyclohexan methanol. Good enough. Sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> Fuck me. Okay. Um, so they had to completely, you know, shut off the water supply to hundreds of thousands of West Virginians, um, and for weeks, you know, they didn't have anything. Uh, it was just bottled water and whatever they can find. Uh, beer is a good substitute, by the way. West yes, Virginia. it is. Um, if I lived in West Virginia, I'd drink a lot more of it. Just so, saying. the question remains, at least to me, is not only, and we'll get into the failures of uh, the system itself and how the leak happened, but more or less, what really concerned me was when I actually started to try and research for methyl, cyclohexan methanol. Uh was that there's very little known about its toxicity to humans. Imagine that. And I started thinking to myself, I'm like, how, how is that possible? That, that doesn't really make sense to me at all. 
Turns out that in 1976, there was a uh, act that was put into place. It was called the Toxic Substance Control Act. Um, and essentially, it crippled the scientific community on testing the toxic- toxicity of chemicals that were not consumed or used in commercial use. Uh, in the language, it says that testing requires, uh, or the testing requirements are if they present a reasonable risk, environmental or health. So essentially it's, oh, we see the effects, so now we need to test it. That really doesn't make much sense. Or there's insufficient data regarding the disposal or intent of the chemical, which they already knew what the intent was, which was cleaning coal. And it had a proper disposal, according to them. So there was no need. Um, the best way to describe it is like this one gentleman described on NPR. Plug. Um, it's kind of like trying to find your car keys in a dark parking lot with only a couple of the little headlights or street lights out. And the thing of it is, is that the car keys that you're looking for are in the dark. So you have no idea what you're looking for. That's essentially what they're telling scientists. Is like, here, test this chemical. Well, what does it do? Test this chemical. (laughs) (laughs) That's not important now. Yeah. So they don't... There's no legal binding by these companies as far as what it could possibly do to people. And there's no telling really how many people consumed this shit before they found the leak and stopped it. So we're we're going to get to see the fun repercussions of, you know, birth defects or whatever else happens after the fact. We have yet to see that. Yeah, the only stats they got right now, they're saying that about 300,000 people in nine counties were affected by it. And they said that they had about 7,500 gallons of this material leaking. Here's the thing about it's funny, like they keep them in these tanks and they have a river. It's called, I think, the Elk River. Elk River, yep. And what they did is the plant is upstream or, or excuse me. Yeah. It's upstream from the facility that <coughs> cleans their water now and processes yeah, from it from the intake so, of the drinking water plant. Yeah. So it's not even coming down and getting filtered through that. It's already past the filtration point. And then the tanks are literally right on the fucking river. So when it opened up and just spread out, it just goes right into the fucking water. I mean, it's like they planned this out perfectly. Like they couldn't have set this up any better design. Um, and I don't know if you saw this, but they've only had in, the last time in a full inspection was done on this facility. Was oh, it, it was a long time ago. Nineteen ninety one. Long Damn. time. Damn. Last Not only time that, they had it. but they reportedly had people that told them a few years ago, "Hey, you have these issues. You need to get somebody to look out here and take a look at this stuff and fix it." Yeah, they said they had inspectors out there in two thousand ten, two thousand twelve for separate issues, um, but they didn't at those times like tell them they needed to you know, getting new permits for anything that they're doing and they didn't like investigate these holding tanks. So, but like I said, last time a full inspection was done 91. Well, here's the thing, even with the holding tanks in place and yeah, they didn't get inspected properly. Uh, there was also a wall. There was a barrier, uh, before it got to the river, but the wall had holes in it and they were notified of these and did nothing about it Hmm. for years. They knew about this. And not only that, but I believe West Virginia was also told by several inspectors that they needed to enact new policies for more proper inspections and replacement of old equipment and so on and so forth. 
and they did nothing about it. And what I find funny is that they actually had, um, I believe it was the governor on NPR, and he was trying to put sole blame and responsibility on uh, the company that was operating it, which, yes, they are definitely to blame, but also... Seriously, you're not looking at your own cabinet and thinking, hmm, you maybe there's totally something that we could have done. Yeah. We could have inspected better. We could have put in new laws uh, to where it forced their hands to do something. Because unless you're going to do something monetarily to a business, they're not going to do shit. So you have to do things by law. That's a good point. I wanted to bring that up because I saw some information on it. Um, this is where it's the one company, of those... by the way, and I find this absolutely fucking hilarious. Great name. Do you know what their name is, Boggs? Nope. Freedom Industries. Yes, Freedom. <laughs> freedom. Is that not fucking hilarious? Freedom. Freedom Industries is so, their name. So, <laughs> so oh, this is basically a classic example of how freedom isn't free. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing was, like the president, poison your ass. The president, CEO, whatever, the Cause spokesman the for the fucking fee of four methyls, like chlorhex and methanol. <laughs> <laughs> the spokesman for the company CEO, I think he's the CEO, the guy that runs it. He, first of all, he's like English, which is crazy, but he's doing his press conference thing. And while he's doing it, talking about, you know, the polluted water and, oh, we're sorry, our bad. Uh, he's sitting there drinking like a bottled water the whole time, which I just thought was ironic <laughs> and funny. So I don't know. You can look that. But we're, going back to your point, yeah, it's like I almost have to blame. This is where I blame people for how they vote and why they don't get out and do more. It's like the gun issues and stuff. People will complain after the fact, you know, if it ha- something happens to their family, but then it's, you know, oh, don't take my guns away. Oh, I just shot my fucking kid. Well, maybe we need to look into this more. Um, the attorney general for West Virginia, um, just in November, uh, joined up with a few other attorney generals from a couple other states, um, like Arkansas, Kentucky, you know, your usual white trash redneck fucking states um, that hate, you know, regulation and government. And they filed a brief against the EPA because the EPA was trying to put um, protections on them for like air pollution, stuff like that. They wanted, you know, fighting them over regulations. And then one of their senators, Joe Manchin, who's a Democrat, the attorney general's a Republican, but it's both ways. One of his big campaign things when he ran for Senate was, you know, defeating like cap and trade and uh, and regulations because of the coal industry is the big thing in West Virginia. So, you know, you got to be against regulation because that's what the West Virginians want. So it's like these people keep voting for these assholes who are against, you know, environmental protections and against these regulations. And then something like this happens and it's like, hey. This is what you fucking get. You vote for these kind of people who are against everything that is beneficial to you. It's like you think regulation is a bad word. It's not. It, you want regulations. I know that it seems like a terrible thing if you own a business. Oh, I got to fucking fill out this extra paperwork and I got to fucking have a reason for this and that. It's like it's there's a reason for it, though. It's to protect people from incidents like this. If they had the proper regulations in place, they had the proper inspections, then you wouldn't have had the last one in fucking 30 years ago. And like Eric said, the, where they have holes in the walls or something like that, or if there's something wrong with the tanks, those things would have been solved. They would have been fixed. They either would have had to been fixed immediately or they would have been fined for. I mean, there would have been some repercussions. Instead, these things just continue to get pushed to the side. And then you have an incident like this happen. Now 300,000 people are drinking fucking poison water. And they'll probably, I hope they all fucking die fucking. You know, speaking of which, and it's not the, the, why is it that well, the we ones continuously that have like this really high base of politicians who get re-elected? Why? Why is that so high? No, we've Everybody, good campaigners. 
Yeah, that's money. That's all I can figure out. It doesn't matter it's what their policy talking. is or what they vote for or anything like that. It has everything to do with if they're Republican or Democrat and if they're good campaigners. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all that matters. That's so sad. That's the truth. That's politics for you. I know. It's just amazing. It's amazing that we have such a uh, fucking... Like, no one approves of Congress, but they're all going to get reelected. But here's the other yeah. thing is that it's... Yep. This isn't the first time that something like this has happened. There's been, uh, you know, not necessarily the same instant, but like West Texas. Yep, that's another yeah. good example. They had... That big old fire? They had a whole bunch of uh, regulators that went in and saw things and, like, brought it to people's attention. Nothing really happened. And next thing you know, you have this giant fucking explosion that kills... How many people did it kill? Oh, Jesus Christ. Was don't put 15? me on I don't remember, man. I, I can't remember I'm the exact go number. I'm going to go with 15. More than died in the Boston Marathon. But... Yeah. It didn't get as much press, though. But, yeah, that's another thing. I think Well, yeah, last because time... the Boston bombing was a terrorist attack. I know. Meanwhile, this was just a, uh, oh, a stupid fucking uh, cheap-ass yeah, company that wants to try and... Uh, ramrod the city of west texas and make as much money as possible off the profit line now here's what's absolutely i find fucking hilarious about freedom industries these great motherfuckers who did nothing <laughs> about their terrible uh uh fucking cells that were holding these chemicals and then the walls that were trying to be a barrier towards the elk river that had holes in them that they never fixed since 1991 good job guys they today filed or yesterday sorry Filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Do you want to know why? Because they couldn't pay their bills? No, because it temporarily shields them from lawsuits. Uh, Fucking loopholes are great, huh? Don't you have to prove... Don't you have to prove that... Not only... (laughs) No, you can file it. Have they completely fucked West Virginia and other states and cities that get their tap water from the Elk River, like, uh, I believe, Cincinnati... I think they had to shut down their uh, their uh, their water supply because of the Elk River. I couldn't tell you, man. Um, I can't remember. It was a major city, though. They they had to shut down their water. Like I think it was an hour uh, before they thought that it was going to come through, just to be on the safe side. Yeah. Um. But so they affected all these lives. Who knows what the repercussions of people that consumed these chemicals is going to be? These people are still only concerned about themselves and the bottom line. That's all you need to know about what business is all about. It's just them. They don't give a shit about anybody else. Do not care. They don't care about the environment. They don't care about you unless you are buying their product. Period. And even then, they don't give a shit. What behavior... It's just as long as you keep buying it. Should they exhibit that would make you happy, though? Uh, They should be very apologetic, which they have not done. They okay. should be willing to spend as much money as possible to fix the situation in any way, shape, or form, which they have not done. By filing for the chapter bankers, yeah. They want to take care of the people or the problem. Um, they, they should be doing the upstanding thing and saying, we fucked up. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take care of West Virginia. We're going to make sure that we're giving everybody clean water. We're going to make sure we're doing this, this, this. And then on top of that, go to all their other plants and facilities and make sure that they are tip-top shape. Any problems, doesn't matter how minute, gets fixed. Or what they should do is run Act a big... like you give a shit. PR Instead, campaign. No. Like BP. Yeah. <laughs> be better. Dude, you know we're we're going to file for Chapter hey, dude, 11 bankruptcy yeah. because we don't, we don't want to get sued right now. 
Dude, I think Mike's on a good point here. They our should, stock just went down. Fuck what you just said. They should make I'm a sorry. Facebook page. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Facebook page. They should make a Facebook sorry. page and put that episode of South Park on there. <laughs> We're sorry. Sorry. Dude. I'm I'm liking it, Mike. You should totally uh, see if you can't, you know. I'll contact that cocksucker at Freedom Industries and see if that's, <laughs> they want to go that route. Get him on the show, box. <laughs> okay, make that happen. On. What was the other one I'm supposed to do? Um, the Naomi. Naomi Klein. Klein. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Have get, anything I'll else on uh, West Virginia? What's up, Naomi Klein? This isn't on West Virginia, but that story kind of made me think of something. I pulled down. 60 Minutes has been kicking ass lately. Like, they had their little Benghazi story that was a little bit false that they found out afterwards because they vet people really well. Um, they did another one this last week, and this is environmental. That's why I pulled it up because, you know, not West Virginia in particular, but, you know, of course, the big hit job from conservatives and everything is they really want to go after clean energy products and stuff and talk about how they don't really work and you know, we have to go there as much as possible because coal and oil are still the future, you know, of our energy needs. So on 60 Minutes, they did a hit piece basically on, you guys have heard of like the Solyndra program and things like that that went through. Like the Department of Energy runs a program where they invest money into some of these clean energy companies. And they've had a couple of them fail miserably and lose money, you know. And, of course, conservatives always tout them, oh, Solyndra, look, we put so many millions of dollars into the federal taxpayer money into this, and it failed miserably. Oh, the fucking government. Look, this is why government's inefficient and clean energy's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. So 60 Minutes did a hit piece on this program and just went after it, and they tried to point out all the companies that have failed. The problem is they didn't put in any of the positive information at all about it. And um, the thing is, of startup companies, and these are the facts, um, and this is Wall Street Journal did a, a study on this. Three out of four startups fell. So 75% of companies that start up are going to fail. 97% of the companies the government's invested in and these clean energy companies have succeeded. So I think the ratio is pretty good on them. I mean, it's like you can't say that 100% of them are going to fucking be great all the time when 75% of other businesses fell. So the program's been extremely successful. They're saying like right now of the companies that have come out that they've put money into that they've created close to 55,000 jobs in those companies. Of course, because of these startups in 2012, uh, America's largest source of new energy was wind energy, um, accounting for about 43% of new installations. They said that that's enough to power about 15 million homes. So, I mean, it's a good start. I mean, we're not like on pace with Germany yet. Germany's still kicking our ass as far as, you know, the percentage of homes that they're able to do with wind energy. Um, since 2008, solar panels, the price of them has fallen by 75%. That's another reason that they want to keep knocking down this because as clean energy gets cheaper and more abundant, it's going to start taking over coal and your fucking oil and stuff like that. So that's one reason they're coming after them. Like, uh, you know, there's a big stink about the LED light bulbs when they came out. Oh, yeah. ooh, fucking, they're, look at the government. They're forcing us to get rid of our old light bulbs. Well, that's because they're inefficient and they fucking cost more. LED light bulbs have fallen more than uh, 85%. And, of course, they've skyrocketed in the cells over the last um, four years. So that's why they're coming after them. And I think the funny thing is, a note on this, 60 Minutes is becoming a bullshit. It used to be like really esteemed. Like you'd watch 60 Minutes, you know, it was like a really solid news program and it's bullshit now. And the reason I found out this little nugget, the president of CBS News used to be the vice president of uh, Fox News. 
and he just moved over there last, just mm. within the last few months. Glorious. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, just you know, I don't know if that means anything, but but so anyway. But clean energy, you know, that's something that we should definitely that should be a hundred percent of our investment. And we give all these tax breaks, billions of dollars of tax breaks to oil companies who make hundreds of billions quarterly in revenue. I just don't understand the purpose of it. And then, you know, if a couple million fails on a company, they go into a hit job and say, oh, look at this, it's failed. Solar panels, failed. Look at that. We just wasted $3 million of taxpayer money on this company. Okay. And we just gave a billion dollars to a fucking oil company so they could dump fucking how many thousands of gallons of fucking crude oil into the Gulf. And then, then they can do some really fun ads. Hey, come to New Orleans. It's great now. We don't have as much oil in the water killing the animal life. <laughs> We've cleaned a lot of it the up. Gulf. Hey. Did, you hear, did you hear those Gulf commercials too? Yeah, that's so yeah. I'm from, and they're all like stereotypical to their region as well. That's the best part. Like it's an old, obviously retired person from Florida. And it's like the one black person's from Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? And like the... Yeah, they, entrepreneurial white woman's from Mississippi. Yeah, obviously, they are, they are a little stereotypical in some. Parts. Yeah, <laughs> they're great. Hey, Got to keep it simple. I know. God, so speaking of know. great uh, companies, just kind of going, you know, across the EPA and not really paying attention to the environment or giving two shits about it. Of course, we've talked about fracking several times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the uh, West Virginia whole debacle kind of reminded me of uh, just big energy companies that just don't they don't care about what their environmental or health effects towards humans are they just don't give a shit um and the fracking community is definitely one of the big ones because they still to this day refuse uh to acknowledge not only the chemicals that they use to do the fracking which then goes into the ground which goes who knows where um and if you are anywhere near a well obviously like bogs where you have to have a a nice, wonderful filtration machine. Question: Have we have we posted that to our Facebook yet? I need to. Uh, I'm going to take a picture and put it on there tonight. So yeah, if you're listening dude, to this now, go to our Twitter yeah, at that, the Intel Saviors, re- dude. Like, but I'm, I, I know that they've that had picture. stories in other states, and it's kind of been downplayed in Texas a lot. But it's definitely happening, happening for sure, um, and in a much bigger way than what people think. But in Texas, there have been a massive amount of earthquakes going around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, Azel. Mainly an Azel. Nailed it right on the head. Uh, Just Google it, people. A lot of people that have been uh, building houses in Azel for the past couple of years or just purchased property, um, they're seriously concerned because not only is their house constantly rattling all the time, but also what's the property value going to be like, you know? So because how can you sell a house in, in like, Azel nowadays? Hey, it it's might just, completely cave into the shale. It's just not going to happen. And the, <laughs> shit. And the, the thing is, is that it, it just won't let up. It doesn't stop. You know, actually, it's, it's every other for, day for I physics. hear about some minor earthquake in some little region that's, yeah. and it, it is kind of circulated around Azel. There's a lot of different areas like Reno well, and like, a whole bunch of other. Let's uh, consider that physically, if you're having an earthquake like that, Something underground is moving. That's the first thing that you can assume. Now, if you're pumping air out of that system, you have a giant gaping hole. Stop it, Michael. <laughs> but my point is, is like at some point, wouldn't That's the shale nice just gaper? <laughs> wouldn't the shale just collapse on itself? Like if you're leaving a, a big empty space underneath the ground, like I mean, what? it has to. Yeah, there comes a point when Under gravity enough is pressure gonna... certainly. Exactly. So I'm thinking that 
and, and like I don't know. We obviously we'd have to get somebody that's involved in geography or, or I'm geology. Sorry, geology and physics. We know what you're yeah. saying, man. That uh, that could actually answer a lot of those questions. But it would seem to me like the only way that you could have an earthquake is if something's moving. Yeah, and that can't be a good Bogs. sign. Book somebody that knows about geology and get them on and, the show. And he, here's on here's one thing is that most people think that it's going to happen like in direct relation to where they're fracking. Uh, but that's not necessarily the case because under the earth with all the different layers, whenever you're taking out those pockets, um, it, it can be miles away where the effects are actually felt. It doesn't have to necessarily be like the site location. So Azel is a big one. Um, I know that uh, I think it was on the 13th um, in Reno. They had a uh, record setting 3.1 magnitude earthquake. Uh, that hit up there, um, and I mean it, that that's just insane to think that we're we're pulling this stuff out of the earth and we're not thinking twice about not only its environmental effects with the chemicals that we use, the emissions that it causes, and everything else, but then the repercussions of taking that because and we talked about it whenever we did the uh, what the fuck was the title of that fractus shale or something like that <laughs> yeah I think so. So go listen to that episode, but we go over the steps and the process that they do in order to get this gas out of there. And just short, what they do is they drill a pipe that goes across the shale. Yep. And then they shoot this freaking water that's got all kinds of crazy ass chemicals. That yeah, water, sand. None of us are even going to get close to pronouncing. Uh, most of which I'm pretty sure the scientific community has no idea what it does. Does it have methyl, methyl, cyclomethylene? Or methyl, (laughs) cyclohexan. (laughs) Methanol. Methanol. It's a methanol. (laughs) Uh, By the way, they have released... And then it it cracks. So it's not like uh, an oil reservoir where we seep it out. It's we shake the shit out of the shale, Mm -hmm. crack it enough to where we're able to get the gas to release itself to where we can siphon it and mm-hmm. harvest it. So it's a completely different way than like, you know, getting oil out of the ground. Uh, we're actually changing the characteristics of the, the plates beneath us. Mm-hmm. That's obviously going to change the way that the plates move and shift. Yep. And I mean, how long have they been doing this? I mean, really just- way too long. Well, but I mean, the boom. When did it? St- oh, the I was boom, say the boom probably started, started. I mean, it's what four or five years ago. I was going to say less than a decade, and we're already having this many issues. And people in Pennsylvania will tell you that because they're the only place that's got more fucking wells up than we do is Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I, I think it it had to do with uh, some new technology that came out, which I think was mainly the chemicals that they used. Yeah, that hydrofracking, like you uh, said, that that um, yeah, because they had done fracking before, but once they that horizontal drilling the hydrofracking, it just bam just. So that's fantastic. So they're changing the outlay of the land, which is causing these fucking little ruptures and stuff now. And then when they pull out the chemicals, like we said, they only pull out, what, like 60% is all they can pull out. So then all that shit's getting in the well water. So you get fucking tanks in your garage like Boggs has. And then on top of that, when... Use my catchphrase. On top of that. Yep. uh, (laughs) When geological scientists go out there and they do these studies and they come across and they the only logical conclusion that they can come to is the fracking. These companies are like, oh, it's not us. Can't be us, right? And then there's no study that proves it. There's no legal standpoint that either the residents of these cities 
or the American people have because they've been able to circumvent pretty much every law that we have. Thanks to you, George Bush. Um, <laughs> yes. So we're fucked, essentially. They, they just get to do whatever they want, and then they can say, oh, it's not us. No, no, it's not, it's not us that's contaminating your well water. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely make sure you have a filtration system set up to where you're not getting that, but it's not us. It's not us. By the way, do you mind signing this yeah. little yeah. You agreement mind signing this right contract. here sure. that says you won't we talk about it, please? Th- thank you, thank you. But uh, if you go out and look in my garage, I guess you should take a picture of this. I will. I'll put it on. I don't here. know what any of these machines do, which is probably bad. <laughs> <laughs> but We're just going to install them. Don't the ask us questions. The first one is a giant green tank. No idea what the fuck that does, but it makes a shit pile of noise. And then there are three separate steel cylinder tanks that are like. Well, the the steel cylinder tanks are they really small? No. no. No, they're all the same size, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. And they're fucking. They're like my. They're like six feet tall. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming that part of it is a reverse osmosis system. Part of it is, yeah. And then uh, after that, they dump it into salt as well. So there's like another yeah. canister of salt. Softener. To, yeah. To keep that going. Soften so. the water so it doesn't have as much uh, like hard natural chemicals yeah, yeah. hard chemicals. It, it starts to seep out a lot of that. Yeah. So let's see. That's one, two, three, four, five different filtrations that it has to run through. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I would not even find water is no. filtered five times in, in, in different areas in that little spot. So... Mm. And it was like that. Up. Boggs is yeah. It die. was like that. It was like that when we uh, when we moved in. And like, if you turned a faucet on, you could. S- it's made the room smell. Like it was a physical. It was gross. <laughs> Dude, fuck that, man. Oh, that's the way it was in uh, West Virginia. I mean, I I remember seeing some uh, news reports, and they were uh, talking to families, and they're like, "Oh, it's safe now." And they're like, we're not doing it. And they're like, why not? And then they go to the bathroom and they turn on the faucet, yeah. and they're like. You can smell that, right? And the reporter's like, oh, that's horrible. And they're I like, saw, yeah, do you want to shower in that? I saw somebody like post. Like, they're saying it's safe. Yeah, they're, it's not. they're telling them they could use the water. And I saw people were posting pictures where they'd fill up their bathtub. And it, it looked like gas. I mean, it was brownish and stuff. And then the companies were coming out saying, oh, no, it's just they haven't run their water in a while. That's just sediment that fucking it's well, are you fucking kidding me when I, when, I, dude, yeah. when I watched Gasland, the best thing ever was they just poured the workers glasses of water and said, here. Take a drink. Hand it to him. Take a drink, bitch. Take a drink. And naturally, they're like, um, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I Which, think, fuck, why wouldn't you be? I think we should end this show on a high note. Oh. Pun. Talk about some marijuana now. Oh, great. I want to do a brief history thing over marijuana, because I think uh, people need to know the history of the marijuana. And then we'll have Kyle tell all his fucking pot induced stories i don't have any pot stories oh well you're a pretty boring kid what the, really? fuck, what the fuck's going on over here i know i'm just going into the air force oh my I mean, god, god this damn. is the worst that's pretty boring i know there's a lot of people who are going in the air force so not really oh yeah i'll just point this out if you are going to join the armed forces uh go air force Kyle's got the right idea. Yeah. Don't fucking do anything else. They have the best technical training. It's the easiest one to fucking deal with. You'll get the most out of it. You can be stationed anywhere in the world, which is awesome. And if you go to war, your ass ain't going to be up front getting shot at. Yeah. So, okay. There's that. So. Especially if you're relatively smart. There you go. Advice from uh, Michael and Kyle. Go into the Air Force or just don't join at all and just smoke a lot of pot. So, in 1619, 
by order of King James I, every colonist had to supply a hundred crops of marijuana to the Virginia Company to ship back to England and trade. Even George Washington and Thomas Jefferson grew hemp on Mount Vernon and Monticello. So, there you go for that. It wasn't just a desired crop. It was big money for the government, kids. 1619. In the 1800s, a young American nation began regulating the pharmaceutical industry and marijuana, starting with the laws like the Vaccine Act of 1813 and Pure Food and Drug Act of 1906, the intended targets being who mislabeled or polluted drugs with undisclosed narcotics. This was related... Uh, Shut, I can't fucking read. This resulted in labeling non-medical cannabis as poison. So if it was medical marijuana, oh which they had medical marijuana in the 1800s, it was okay. But if it wasn't medical, then it was poison. You got that? Yep. You then, know that was, are you going to talk about the race move here? Oh, yeah, I'm okay. about, I'm about okay. to get to that. As long as you get into that. You can jump in right after, I'll just read this. Then in the early 1900s, Mexican immigrants started fleeing the Mexican Revolution of 1910. And then they introduced uh, marijuana to the persons of the United States as a recreational drug. It was only referred to as marijuana because anti-cannabis factions wanted to underscore the drug's Mexicanness, which I love the way they wrote that here. Um, later, they expanded to African-Americans, prostitutes, and the underworld of whites. I guess that's rednecks and shit. I don't know. Yeah, white. No, it'd be like white. Oh, yeah. For yeah, the yeah. early 1900s. White they trash. Have redne- yeah, I guess. The poor. Um, by 1931, the government research determined that marijuana was linked to heinous criminal activity, primarily committed by the racially inferior or underclass communities. So where are they going with that? Yeah. Yeah. Leading to 29 states outlawing the drug outright, and in 1932, the Uniform State Narcotic Act gave legislative control of marijuana from the federal government to the states. And then I love this. Congress... 50 years later, established sentencing laws, including the Boggs Act of 1952. The Boggs Act. God damn you, Boggs. It's all your fault. You son of a bitch. And the Narcotics Control Act of 1956. And those are just, you know. What what did my act do? Sentencing laws, if you got caught with possession of it. Those are the first sentencing laws. I was putting people away? Yeah. Good good job. You You racist. That's what we always say about Boggs. Boggs Act of 19-whatever. Fucking Bugs. uh, 52. Buzzkill Boggs. Ouch. And then finally, um, since uh, medical marijuana and recreational cam- cannabis was legal at the state level still, uh, they changed it to a Schedule One drug and um, the Controlled Substances Act of 1970, which classified it as having high potential for abuse, no medical use, and not safe to use without medical supervision, which is where we are today up until Colorado and Washington changed that just recently. So, there you go. There's That's a very, history. very brief history of marijuana. The ganja. Sentencing has gone down a lot, too, on that. Yes. Uh, according to my mother, at yes. least. Yes, <laughs> it's true. I got some stats on that. Eric, do you want to go into the, You guys, actually, we got Kyle here. Isn't Kyle our fucking drug expert? Isn't he the junkie in the fucking room? Yeah, he's a chiver. I don't know about Isn't junk, that what it is? Yeah. It's more about throwing his opinion around when it comes to just legalizations and... So what do you think, Kyle? Shall we legalize the marijuana? Yes. (coughs) Along with every other drug. All right, there we go. Thanks. Thanks for that, Kyle. (laughs) Great job. Thanks for for listening. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Fuck off. No. Um, So you're with these two assholes, because these guys are both fucking let's legalize everything. My personal opinion is 
probably not a good idea to legalize it all, but we can have this argument again another time because we're talking about smoking the fucking dope and having a good time, right? If you don't legalize it all, though, look, bitch, don't you're leaving me. something on the table for bad people to do bad things with. Yeah, but we had our drug show before. I think we brought the stats, and anybody that's kind of up on this knows that over half of drug arrests pertain to marijuana possessions. Well, I honestly think that if you clear up marijuana, a lot of that might go away anyway. See, that's because people like to be safe when they do things like this, especially in this awkward like health see i think so too i think it's a difference i think a lot of people are like oh if you legalize it then it's the gateway drug i I think that's bullshit i think if you legalize pot a lot of people won't try maybe acid or these you know ecstasy and stuff like that because they're like well i can get high legally smoking this why am i gonna go get some fucking tablet some ass i don't know what's in it or i mean there's gonna be some people because there's fucking idiots but I think you might reduce a lot of that as well. Honestly, you do it either way. Um, the difference is what gangs and mafias have at their disposal for power. Because that's all they would have at that point is crack and cocaine and yeah, ecstasy. Cocaine and, and heroin and, would be your two big ones, I think, mm-hmm. left. But I th- see, I don't think you want to legalize those. Along but. with that, prostitution should be legal as oh, well. Oh, yeah, it should. <laughs> Oh, fuck yeah, it should. You're such a weird... Hey, I lived overseas, man. I lived in Germany. That shit was legal over there, and I'll put it this way. I spent some time in Amsterdam, and I wasn't visiting the coffee shops when I was there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, now. I'm aware of what you're saying. What's up, girls? What's up, girls? I got $20. What do you do for me? So anyway, um, I read a little bit up on this, and Eric's really intense over here looking for notes or something, <laughs> waiting for him to jump in. Um, this is kind of the thing that's happened as far as the rest. I oh, actually th- think I'm going to contribute to the topic. Oh, I thought you were going to jump in. No, I got nothing. I'm, I'm pulling the bogs. This motherfucker. Yes. I blew my load on uh, all the other shit. What, West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. His, his load consists of <laughs> four methyl. That's not even David. Hexadecimal. Or it's making my fucking head. Cyclohexan methanol. Come Jesus on, get it right, damn it. I looked at that and I couldn't read it. So I just pulled the initials off Four of it. Or methyl. Methyl cyclohexan methanol. Oh my God, I gotta stop drinking. Okay, so. Four. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a reason, like we're talking about, like half over, like I think it's like 60% of drug arrests are based on marijuana, like I said, marijuana possession stuff. Do you have the racial statistics on that? I, a little bit, uh, this is like just overall numbers this now everybody knows now it just started selling it in, um, Colorado marijuana became legal to sell after the first of the year. But actually as of last year, they able, people are allowed to actually possess it and smoke it. And like Eric said, in their homes or whatever, you know? Um, but since last year when they actually legalized it, here are some of the stats they got. Uh, the number of cases filed in Colorado state and courting at least one marijuana offense, has dropped by 77%. 77%. Number of uh, petty possession charges have fallen from approximately 714 a month to 133 a month now. Because you're not allowed to have like an ounce on you. So I guess this is for people who have more. Um, Charges for possession of more than 12 ounces of weed have plummeted by 73%. Cases with possession with intent to distribute have fallen by 70%. And then... 
they say that they are still issuing citations for people smoking out in public and stuff. But they that, always will. So that'd that, be like drinking in public. But yeah. they're saying that's fallen by seventeen percent. So at least the people are like, oh, at least I can have. It. I just fucking have to stay home. But the sure. thing about it is, in courts, <laughs> these possession cases or these public um, smoking cases, before, like they would. Most of the time, depending on the amount or whatever, they said about 70% were dismissed. Now it's up to 84%. So even if you're getting caught smoking out in public and you get a citation for it, 84% of the time you go to the court, they're just dropping it. You know what I mean? It's like, whatever, just fuck off. Um, According to um, the Denver Post, black people were the target of marijuana-related prosecutions that double the rate of whites. So this is where you're going for. That is where I'm going with that. That's... By the way, that's been true forever. Yeah. Like, that, that, we, that's we the most stats. ridiculous fucking charge ever. And what I really have a problem with, though, is you're sending people to a prison facility for a petty crime like that, and they don't come out the same. Yep. They, they, they come out and they changed. Ha- they come out and changed because of the situation, and they typically come out ready to commit more crimes because they have to now. They have a no lot of gangs, the, A lot of gangs, that's how they recruit you. Well, yeah, We're you either get recruited in a gang or if you do stay straight-laced and you get out and you try and, like, do the system, it doesn't work out for you because either your parole officer is going to fuck you over with some kind of shady shit or nobody's going to hire you because you're a convicted felon. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we talked about before. I mean... Like, okay, you can go work at McDonald's. Yeah. But try and tell somebody to go work off of, uh, you know, $20,000 a year. That's pretty fucking tough to do. Yep. That's what we'll talk about raising the minimum wage sometime. But yeah, that's exactly that. And then also if they did want to get their shit together, having that felony, like you said, or that conviction on their record, they can't get loans for like schooling and yep. stuff. So that, that, that screws that's you there too. That's a whole nother ball game. So yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. So they, like they said, you know, they targeted blacks, double the rate. And uh, marijuana possessions made up 60% of all drug arrests, so, which is what I said earlier. And this is, I mean, this is Colorado statistics only, but it's pretty much, that's the way it was when we looked at the the statewide or countrywide stats. Um, and then now, like, people, they say almost 60% of people favored legalizing it, whereas before it was a little bit lower. So it's starting to gain quite a bit of popularity. Well, um, that, that idea that I've brought to your attention before about, like why you should legalize it has nothing to do with how you morally feel about drug use. Uh, I feel like that's catching on in America. I just feel like that's that's something that people are starting to realize is, hmm, this is more dangerous. It's kind of like that, like even for dealing, uh, you know, if it's not regulated and you're just a dealer and the punishment's the same no matter who the fuck you sell it to, why wouldn't you target children? They're easier to try to get a sale on. And that's true of, like, all drugs. They're marketing to boys and girls by coloring pills. They have blue pills for boys and pink pills for girls. And it's, like, cocaine mixed with something else. I can't remember. But it's called cheese. I think it's what it, they're calling it now. It's, like, blue cheese and pink cheese. That's the one argument I think I've heard. I'm sure you guys have heard that, too. It's like, oh, well, if you legalize it, then it's going to be easier for kids to get Fuck, no, it's, it's like, not. They it's already not. do it anyway. Yeah, you know, I'm they'll like... get it from their mother's counter or whatever. I know. It's like, oh, really? Just, like... Fucking teenagers are running around smoking cigarettes or fucking drinking beer and shit at parties when they're 16, 17 the, years old. It's well, like, yeah, and that's yeah. the other thing is like, if a kid wants to, you can get booze. They're going to get it. But the difference is, it's like, yeah, they might be able to get it now, but it's going to be from a known fucking source. So at least it's safer. You know, it's not like fucking well, then with some. I, I, I think the other thing that we're kind of not quite talking about is not just the legalization of, but also the education of. 
talking about it, yeah. actually having a genuine conversation with your children, you'd be surprised how far that goes. Instead of like putting on the little fucking safe gloves and trying to like tap it. It's, it's the same thing with like the birds and the bees, you know, that every parent dreads talking about the kids. If you're actually genuine with them, they're much more responsive. True. If you treat them like an adult, guess what? They might act like an adult. That's true. Like people are well, so concerned about, about education, sheltering and like I'm gonna, kind of beating around the bush. And I'm going to qualify your statement though and not say it's as much as education as it is parenting because I do feel like well, your that, education what do you, system's a little what different. What the fuck do you think parenting is? That it I mean, it that's is an education. Is. Parenting form, is an education. But when you say education, a lot of the implication is that it shouldn't be a parent. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference between true. And but like it he, should here's where I parents. here's where I go with that is not everybody is a qualified parent because we still don't have this idea in our heads that you should have qualifications to be a parent. Um, so with that in case, we have to pick up the slack for anybody who's fail safing their kid and not doing the right thing. Society has to say, no, you're doing wrong. Here's where we need to step in, and that's why they have things like sex ed. Because sex ed, I, I remember having sex ed when I was in sixth grade. Yeah, I had mine in fifth grade. And it was, they were very blunt by the book. I mean, it wasn't like they were sugarcoating anything. They were just like, this is it. And they treated us like adults. And right. there wasn't that little snickering, <laughs> she said penis. Nobody gave a shit because the way that they presented it was so just like, this is it. This mm-hmm. is the result. You know, and here... Here are the negatives. Here are the positives. They they put everything out there, and it. Well, it turns out there's a lot of material on that as well. There's a lot of scientific data, and on it, and it, and it just it didn't make it such a taboo for everybody, you right. know, because up until that point, everybody was just like, oh, you know, and just so freaked out about anything that had to do with any of that. But we were exposed to it in a very adult manner, so it forced us to kind of be adult about it. You know what I mean? Why you fucking snickering? Funny said, about that. He said that they exposed it in an adult manner, God damn it. and they were forced. Jesus fucking Christ! You can't. Sorry. You're talking about trying to talk to fucking kids about stuff. Reading in the shit. <laughs> oh, man, oh, that's good. Goodness. That wasn't funny. That's that's some good stuff, Eric. Thanks for that. Not funny at all. Uh, no, I not I even to, funny I to make to the highlight real. I, I tend to whatever. I tend to uh, agree with you on that though. Um, I just still feel like. There's such a movement that's against what you're saying, basically. Like, oh, no, certainly it's, there it's, is. It's my responsibility as a parent. Absolutely, to do that. a movement out there that says that the parents should pick up that slack. But well, and ideally, here, here's ideally what most people should, don't but quite get into their heads is that maybe you're not that good of a parent. No, you can't say that though. Maybe you're not. But that's probably true. That's what I'm saying is like in an ideal world, you but could that's just leave it to your parents. But you, yeah, that's not going to happen. That's the truth. Most most parents are not that good. Well, the other thing just with to that, be honest. The other and that's that why we is, try and rely on each other to yeah. help. Takes and, a village. And, yeah. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, yeah, essentially it is a very collective kind of thing is to raise a kid to make sure that they're a productive member of society. Because after all, when that kid grows up and moves out of their house they can affect other people. Yeah. So it needs to be the responsibility of everybody to make sure that that individual grows up to be a responsible person. 
I think understanding consequences. And we do ourselves a, a disservice people. by saying, no, we shouldn't have sex ed or we shouldn't talk about narcotics. We shouldn't talk about alcohol. Dude, did I tell you about the time that I was invited to uh, my old high school to give a lecture on that? On economics? Uh, yes, and then you were denied? Yeah. 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 I was denied on the grounds that my subject matter was uh, inappropriate for high school students. And I was like, are you fucking kidding That's me? That's the thing. They, they treat them like kids. So what they expect them to act like? I mean, they're going to act like kids. You treat them like kids, that's what's going to happen. Well, it's, the thing that makes me upset about it is it's not like it's not like what I was discussing is anything more than, one, true. Um, two, based on the subject matter at hand. And three, relevant. Like, it was very relevant. Like, the topics that I wanted to discuss were like, the economics of illegal activity, like why illegal activity has a market at all, like what happens and how those interact and stuff like that. Nope. I'm not allowed to do that. I'm not allowed to do it. Why? They're fucking they're like this. The class. I, it wasn't like I was going in talking to freshmen either. Like it was a senior economics course. You're like three months away from graduating and going to college where there isn't censorship. Yeah. Mm, well. Okay. Uh, and I, I haven't seen anything on it, but I'm pretty interested to see what uh, like the Colorado education system does as far as education of marijuana. Because I'm pretty sure that they have some kind of education about tobacco. Yeah, there's probably mm. going to be dare. No, they about that. That they, they definitely have sex too. ed. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Not all schools do it. Um. You know, I, it just I, dawned on me. Like, I don't remember day, any kind of music programs. I don't remember any kind of program about alcohol. No, I don't. When I was growing up, we didn't even have sex ed and shit when I was in. We had well, and a lot of this they cover a, in health class. But yeah, I was about to say we had ours built into yeah. health when we were there because we have a coach that teaches it, and he says read the book. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm just curious to see if they have any kind of thing as far as education about marijuana and narcotics. Because of the legalization of recreational. When marijuana. I was in health course, when I was in the health course at uh, my high school, I'm trying to think. We had like a video that went in pretty, pretty hard, high detail about like every drug. Uh, the problem that I have with that is I don't remember a lot of like the high school courses. My college course was exceptionally in depth, so a lot what of my knowledge the... came out of that. But I'm trying to think of what I actually learned in. In high school, it was like a lot of it was like all the like fucking cliche shit. It was like it went into it, like caffeine was one of the things that was on there. And well, this is the amount of tar in your lungs. I yeah. think we should propose a group fucking uh, road trip to Colorado because that's going to be their new thing now is the pot tourism. They've already discussed this. I got some things here. This is good information if you're planning on, you know, packing up the fucking car and heading to the Mile High City. They get a little fucking, you know, puff puff, little weed. To experience the mile high. Yeah, if you want to experience the mile high. They're just trying to live up to their name, right? I thought mile high was when you had Shut sex in a... the fuck up. That's a club. And let me fucking do this. <laughs> so anyway, re- recreational marijuana can be purchased by adults. You have to be 21 or older, Boggs. So you, you just make it. You just fucking make it. Damn it. You got to have a picture ID. You could buy, if you're a Coloradan, you could buy one ounce at a time, which I hear is quite a bit. I don't know. I don't smoke the fucking ganja, so I'm not aware of this, but people tell me that an ounce is a pretty good fucking amount. 
However, if you're an out-of-state resident, you can only get a quarter ounce. Ah, uh, boo. Ah, uh, I know. Lame. Is that one hit, you think? No, that's more than that. I, that two or three? Dude, I don't know. Eric would know better than me. He's the fucking ex-junkie around here. With his <laughs> fucking ask, yeah. smoking pot like a dozen times. All the fucking tracks that I have on my arm and shit. <laughs> his fucking all that heavy pot use he used to do. Yeah. Such a weed. So right now there's head. 517 medical marijuana outlets. Only 136 shops sell it um, for recreational use. And I was telling Boggs I saw a thing where, you know, there's a big story like in the first uh, week. Like they they were running low on marijuana. Yeah. And they had a guy on there, and he's a grower for uh, medical marijuana for different facilities. And he said that the medical marijuana facilities, they, they can't you know sell it for recreational use because they're running low, and they yeah. need it for the actual people who need it for medical purposes. And he was talking about, in order for them to get the infrastructure and everything set to meet the demand, it may take them up to three years. Jesus. Because there's such a they they just weren't realizing how much of a demand there was going to be. Duh. And then of course, like I was just saying, you know, people coming in from out of state so they could yeah. fucking toke up for, you know, legally. Um, one thing they did on that though to kind of, you know, curtail that so to speak, is in their law they have it passed where, um, you're really only supposed to smoke in your privacy of your own home. Yeah. You know, which is like what we talked about before. You know, they had, still have a rest for public, but they're dismissing most of them anyway. Um, you're not supposed to smoke it in uh, public places, federal lands, ski areas, or uh, most hotels. They said some of the hotels are starting to lax up on it now and have uh, smoking yeah, room especially policies. especially with the out-of-town people. Exactly. I think you're going to see that happen. Yeah. They'll probably have hotels that'll you can smoke out in a room you know, or something. But <laughs> Designated pot-smoking areas. It, I love you this. They have it listed that the law prohibits the open container of weed in your car. <laughs> that like the open bottle policy for yeah. alcohol? It just comes in the bag. Oh, sorry. I see that. That bag's open. <laughs> we have an issue here. Nah. And when, you, when you buy it from a store, it actually comes in like a container. Yeah, I know. It's just kind of funny to me that they have that policy. Um, and of course, they have, like you said earlier, that they have the don't take home policy where... You're okay if you're in the state with it, but as soon as you cross that fucking border yeah, and the cops pull you over, fucking you're gone. Oh, I'm pretty sure that the the states that are around there, they have just like nonstop 24-hour cops sitting outside oh, yeah. waiting oh. on some car to do something stupid so they can pull it over and fucking search. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you know New Mexico because those fuckers got nothing else to but do. But that's the thing that, that I think makes me crazy about it, is that it's it's like this one little pocket that can that can smoke and uh, mm-hmm. everywhere else, it's just like, no, absolutely not. It, it, to me, it's ridiculous. It, it's absolutely ridiculous that we have not legalized it. It does not make sense whatsoever. I think it is no worse than alcohol. In fact, it's better for you oh, yeah. as far as your health. Oh, all the than statistics alcohol. show that alcohol is worse. Alcohol, the there's all kinds of liver and serious health problems. Well, how many drunk driving that, deaths are there? You're tens of thousands. But you have that. to go into the fact of how long alcohol stays in your system versus marijuana. Yeah. In terms of That's you a, being like intoxicated. Oh, yeah. And, like marijuana, you can get over that in a couple hours. Easy. Easy. Alcohol, ever, it, I mean, depends on how much you drink. But there are some times where it's going to be 24 hours and you still feel the effects. Yeah, you may not be like drunk. Well, that's actually what a hangover is too. Like your hung, your hangover is you're still fucking drunk. There's still alcohol in your bloodstream. Yeah, you you don't necessarily like and you're dehydrated. Bob and weave and shit, but you're just you know you, you still feel the effects. Mm-hmm. Weed, it's not like that, man. You fall asleep with uh, 
you're fucking high, man. Also, you wake when's up the last time? When's the last Ready time you heard of somebody like dying from Doesn't marijuana happen. overdose? Doesn't happen. Like alcohol yeah. poisoning? A lot, like I think I said it whenever we did the legalize episode, uh, but on CNN they did a report on marijuana, and there was a guy that was up in Canada who he uh, grows the highest THC content marijuana on the planet. And they were asking him about that. And he goes, uh, no, you can't OD on pot. I've tried. <laughs> Freaking Canadians, man. Well, I think it's So great. this guy smoked the shit out of some marijuana <laughs> one shit. night just to see if he could kill himself. And it didn't happen. But yeah. I think the thing with <laughs> Colorado, it'd be, like, it. it'd be like your body weight all at once. <laughs> like, can you imagine him just being like... Bring me another one. I just fucking. And even then, you'd just die from smoke inhalation. It wouldn't yeah, be no like shit. the actual pot. Yeah. No, no shit. <laughs> Awkward. But the great thing is, with something like this, it's <laughs> almost like great. the first state that made you know gay marriage legal or something. It just opens the door. Oh, I'm so happy that it's finally happening, and it it, it will eventually. Texas. No, well. Although Oklahoma definitely surprised me with their, uh, their passing gay marriage of gay thing. marriage. Well, they didn't. Really surprised about that. <laughs> Honestly, they'll, they'll dude, be fighting Republicans that. at my age are typically socially liberal anyway. Just because a lot no, of them, No, they're not. Some of them are. Let me tell you something. That's only because it's unconstitutional to ban it. You can't. It's a civil rights thing. That's the only reason Utah got to overturn Oklahoma. They're going to fight it, and it'll be the same thing. Yeah. One of those cases will end up going to the Supreme Court most likely, which is a good thing. I mean, like we said, after DOMA was shot down, Last year, you saw gay marriage double. It went from about nine states to about 18 states last year. Now have it legalized. And there's a handful of others that are just, you know, pushing for it. Uh, marijuana, I think, is going to be the same thing. This is funny. What do you guys think? You now, we're in Texas. This is like, what, top five con- fucking conservative state. What do you think is going to be legal for us in this state? Marijuana or gay marriage? Mm. Marijuana. Marijuana. Definitely. I'm going to go with gay marriage. I think I'm going to go with gay marriage too. You know why? Because I think constitutionally, I think it's going to end up going up because like Oklahoma, Utah. I think it's going to get to the point to where the federal government says, look, you cannot have this law in the books where it bans it. Because even when it's a civil, this and like he was saying, it's a civil right. There's a major, major difference between a civil right and then just the right to have a narcotic. Even with the marijuana legal in Colorado right now, federally, it's really still illegal, but the federal government's just said, we're not going to do anything about it. You guys passed it. Fuck it. Yeah. Just do it. Here's the other thing with mean? that. Well, honestly, that's probably like a beta test for them anyway. It's like, let's see how this affects Colorado. Oh, dude. They're going to... Oh, yeah. What, and then what is the happens. tax rate on it? Is it like 37%? Uh, I may be wrong. I think it was like 25%. 25%. It's, it's really high. It's really fucking high. This, sure. Yeah. They said that they're going to make so many... They said if they... Oh, with that tax yeah. rate, if they did that... Let's see. Every state did what Colorado did based on the cells they had the first week. If you just kind of, you know I mean? Take it down a little bit and kind of average it. They're saying that they would make about $60 billion in tax revenue. Oh, without a doubt. And then think about this. What would we say? 60% of drug crimes are marijuana related. So, and they're spending like $80 billion a year to incarcerate those people and all the police and everything. You take all that out. $140 billion. You're saving $80 billion, You're earning 60 I mean, that's a hundred, that that's money that they could say. Fund your schools. I was going to say, every With fucking time that could go to fucking schools, 
or you know what I mean? I mean, you could that really would drive do... Republicans crazy. Oh, wouldn't if, it? You, if you we have drug funded schools, we're going to teach them to do drugs. And then that's... we we have education programs that say don't use marijuana. But that's what they say with gambling now. Like you play the fucking lottery, that money's supposed to supposed to go to education. That's yeah. gambling, right? So I mean, pick another fucking vice and fund right. your schools on that. You know what I mean? Who gives a shit? But um, yeah, there's works right now. They say um, Oregon's working on. Uh, legislation to pass it. Arizona, amazingly enough, is working on some huh. legislation. Well, see, that's what I was saying about Texas. If the federal government steps in and says you have to allow gay marriage, I think that will happen first. Yeah, because that's what I I'm think saying. That federally, that, that's why I think. It I think will federally that one's going to be more accepted. It's yeah. a civil issue. However, if Texas was left to its own devices, marijuana would be legal oh my God, way yes. before that because oh, the yeah. first Agreed. thing Texas companies would look at is holy shit, look at the tax revenue. No yep. doubt about it. Look at what the companies can offer and all that kind of stuff. I thought this was interesting. They said Alaska is pushing hard. For it, um, which I don't know about California, which I is mean, funny. Honestly, what what is there? What to the do fuck in Alaska? is there to do in Alaska? I know, dude, and not only that, but can you imagine being high and watching the Aurora Borealis? <laughs> it would be pretty sweet, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I've never been high be before. Crazy. Here. That'd be pretty badass. Also, if you're getting mauled by a bear out then there, shoot it probably hurts less. What? True. Who? <laughs> Michael. The last one real. I thought was good was you would think that probably the next one in line would be California because they've had medical marijuana for quite some time, but they said that. They're trying to hold it off. Like they've got a great proposal together, or they're holding it off until the 2016 elections because it's such a heavily Democratic state. So they'll put it on the ballot then. You get all the libs coming out to vote for Hillary or who the fuck's running for the Democrats for president, and then it'll easily uh, fucking you know pass. It's be Hillary. Yeah. So, I mean, in Washington D.C., this is one thing I think is interesting. You know how like how much bullshit that really is, though. When you're like, we'll just wait till then. It's like we're until wait then, till we what can happens use that to the pawn. people that get caught with it for all fucking two yeah, years? For the yeah, two, year, two year window. Well, it's like ah, it should be legal, but we'll worry about it later. It's well, like, are you gonna let those people out then? From what I've read, it's pretty easy to get an excuse to get the medical marijuana. So I don't think it's such a big deal. Um, but Washington D.C.'s worked on this, and this is where we talk about the crime and how it brings everything down. For instance, D.C. lawmakers have—they um, just voted to loosen the city's uh, marijuana laws by advancing a bill. They say that will take the penalty for possession of pot. Like right now, it's a thousand-dollar fine, and you can spend up to six months in prison. It's going to just be a twenty-five-dollar flat fee now if you get caught with pot. So no thousand-dollar fine, no six months in prison, twenty-five dollars. Just pay, give me 25 bucks. Go smoke your fucking dope. I love that, though, because I think what happened in Colorado is going to change, like New Mexico and these other states around it. I think it's going to force them, if they don't want to adopt legalization, to at least start laxing up on these laws and cut back on these ridiculous fucking prison terms and shit that they got. So maybe it won't spread as fast, you know, as gay marriage, because the constitutional thing helps gay marriage along. Whereas, like I said, pot, it's still federally... You know, they're not really on board with it. Um, but I think it's going to cause a lot of these other states to at least start changing the laws on it where people aren't going to fucking jail for a year because they got busted with a couple joints in their pocket, which is the most ridiculous fucking thing of all times. I mean, it's just such a drain on the system. Like I said, it ruins lives. So, I don't know. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. So, hopefully, we'll see a lot more of that happen. You guys got anything else? No, I think that pretty much wraps up the Kyle topic. Kyle said nothing. I was expecting good drug stories from him. You got any drug stories from your friends? I don't have any drug stories. God damn it. Damn it. God 
fucking <laughs> damn it. Should we fucking take this motherfucker another five minutes and just run no. it up to two hours? No, fuck all yes, that. Yes, let's do it. All right, folks. How was, you your, how, was your day, how was your day, Eric? No, ending what? it right now. But my, I still got, I got all kinds of stuff, no. Eric. I got, no, Eric, I got this. You, I got, no. I got this, Eric. No, you do not. I got this. No, fuck all that. <laughs> you see that? What is that? Oh, fuck all that. dude. Why did you, wow, you actually planned that. that no. was actually, I did that just for him. Wow. You people will not ever know about it. All right, folks. Because Eric's cutting us off. Yep. Cutting us off. Way, way too long. There's a lot one. of gold right here. Yeah, we'll get to it next week. All right. Next week, you guys will get some more gold. Um, actually, Look next week, we do have an interview coming up. Three stories I didn't get to. We had so much gold tonight. Who, who is our interviewee? Mr. Michael Sherlock. Um, He's the author of I, I Am, Am Christ, Christ. Yes. which he, is the book that I am currently reading. It's actually a trilogy. He's already the second book just got published here in last November. So we're gonna have him on to discuss those. And you know, it's what do you think it's about, Boggs? It's called "I Am Christ." Um, it's a Messiah. Oh, you're the fucking mm, oh worst. You're the worst of all fucking times. Not at all. Anyway, uh, so far so good. I'm liking the book so far. He's an interesting dude. I've um, still have a little bit to go. Jeebus. I just started reading it a couple fuck. days ago, so. And I believe it's like 300-something pages. So It's a fucking lengthy book. <laughs> so I've got a little bit to go. <laughs> but but so the far, current state it. of Christianity. Uh, but he'll be joining us from uh, Japan. Yeah, he's in Japan. Oh, and, uh, the Yakuza. And, what? Fuck. He's not re- He's not in a fucking Japanese gang, dude. He's, he's from Australia, he's aw- dude. Yeah, he's an oh. Australian guy living in Japan. Which I, I believe J- Sydney, if I'm not mistaken. Who I don't cares? know exactly. All I know we'll is I feel next week. I'm jealous tomorrow. of him because he's around all those very adorable Japanese girls that I love so dearly. And as an author, he's probably a school teacher of young 14 year olds. So you're up that alley too. I'm going to ask him about fucking Fukushima while he's on. That's not a bad idea. See what the I'm going to throw that one on him like. at the it's very good. end. I'm just going to fucking hit him with that, and he's not going to be ready for it. <laughs> I'm just going to watch him. Unless, of course, up. he's the hit in Japan that listens to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll be all Because like, we do. We, we get a hit in Japan at least uh, every other week, I think. I'm going to ask him if he's going a third eyeball yet. What? Huh. I don't know that that's radiation. Oh. Come on, man. I thought you meant like the third eye, like fucking... Uh... <laughs> oh, come on, dude. Really? That's India, you that, That's what I'm bastard. saying. That's why I was like, what Jesus the fuck are you Christ, talking about? What the fucking racism on this show is not ridiculous. Racist, you asshole. I, I know, thought that you... I, no, you were accusing third. Michael of being racist. Whatever. Somehow you guys have like accurate, roped me so. into making this episode go even longer. So fuck all you. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you very much for listening. I love your pussy. Shut your Oh, no. <laughs> Every fucking time. <laughs> It wasn't me this I time. Forget that <laughs> shit. It wasn't me this time. That's all I can say. I forget the end on. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>